of course, it is my privilege, my pleasure to welcome on from the Blue Amp YouTube channel, our good friend from the great state of Ohio, Cliff Schechter, kind enough to join us today to uh, talk about various things, including we're going to start with baseball because I think we've converted Cliff into a Twins fan at this point after yesterday's game. Cliff, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. <laughs> oh, first of all, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. You, I was, I was a long ago convert. I like, I like the Twins, and um, good team, fun team, and you know, like I hate most of the other teams in there, so that <laughs> helps too. Um, it comes down to I like two teams: you guys and the Phillies. I would be happy with either the Phillies or the Twins. Those are my two two teams I am rooting for. To go to the to go to the, I almost said the Super Bowl, haha. Uh, uh, to go to the World Series and um, and then would be happy with either of them winning. Um, and as long as as the Astro, the cheating Astros lose, uh, I am happy. Oh, that was just so much fun seeing Correa go back in and do it to his old team, and it just it, it warmed my heart. You know, as a, it, it's nice to talk to you because obviously this town is just all twins all the time right now. So it's nice to talk to someone who's a baseball fan. Out of the out of the cities here, uh, Lopez yesterday. How good was he? I mean, <laughs> what do you say? Yeah, I mean there there was a whole lot of unhittable mixed in there. Yeah, I mean there you know like uh, it was I mean that was you know look it, it's always tough to give away someone like Arias who's you know a great contact hitter and and you know obviously you know batting title and and the rest but like. Clearly, you guys needed another front-line pitcher, and, and oh, boy, did you get one. Yeah, so. yeah, he, he played well. And then also, uh, your th- thoughts on what could possibly be, if his, if his health holds out, I mean, he's already had some ACL problems, but Royce Lewis looks like, I mean, he, he looks like the poster child for the MLB. You know, it's, it's one of those guys you see coming up and you're saying, you know, this guy, if he stays healthy, could end up being the next big superstar of baseball. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like we, I, I always feel like there's like a half dozen, you know, or so of those guys every year. I feel like, you know, here in Cincinnati, we had Ellie De La Cruz, who just had flashes of absolute brilliance Indeed. and, and a, a smile, a smile that lights up a city, right? But, uh, you know, I can see a couple of those guys, you know, Royce Lewis is right there with, I mean, how incredible to do that at, at, at you know, at that stage, um, on that stage. You know, right right from the get go, incredible. So yeah, he'd be, I'd be rooting for him. He'd be, I hope he's he's okay. He'd be a lot of fun to watch, uh, dominate for a decade and a half or so. You are a Yankees fan. Can I ask you what the heck's up with the Baltimore Orioles? I mean, this was a team that didn't look like it was going to lose a game in, at, at all in the playoffs, and now they are on the ropes. They are one out of one loss away from being out of the playoffs completely because the Rangers have dominated them for two games. What's going on with the Orioles? I, that's what you get for taking both the Minnesota Twins and New York Yankees cast off Aaron Hicks, you know? Mm. I don't know what to tell you. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> actually, Hicks seems like he's playing. Hicks seems like he's having a little bit of a rebirth <laughs> since he left us. Um, I, I mean, you know how this stuff goes. It's so strange, right? Yeah. I'll never forget, you know, I'm, I'm just old enough to remember the 96 Yankees. Uh, oh, way back then where, you know, we lost the first two games at home to the Braves and people were like, the, the 27 Yankees couldn't even beat these guys. You know, like in, in Atlanta, that's what the – and then we won four in a row, and the Yankees won the first of those World Series because we just got hot and had some key players that came up big, and you just – you never know, right? Mm-hmm. And, look, right now, it's, on paper, it should be the Orioles. 
But, yeah. like, you know, as they always say, we don't play the games on paper, and Texas has got some great players. So, I don't know, very strange. I would have thought, uh, you know, yes, I thought the Orioles would have gone, and they're not done yet, but, but I, I wouldn't have thought that we would have seen what we saw the last two games. So, Well, uh, it's, it's, hey, it's, it's a long series. you still got to get through Houston. Then you're looking at either Baltimore or, or Texas, and then you're looking at whoever comes out of the National League. So it is, I mean, October is a long month, and you got a lot of games to go. But I can't tell you how this city, which has been since the 91 series, and don't get me wrong, we have the Lynx, and they won a few WNBA championships, and the, the Gopher hockey team, I mean, hockey is king up in Minnesota here, and they, they won a few yeah. college, hockey turn, uh, college hockey titles. But, you know, the reality is is this. This is one of the big, big sports you know, the fact that we got a team in the playoffs, they got the win yesterday. I, I'll tell you what, if they would have lost yesterday after the Vikings lost, I, I got to tell you, this town, <laughs> this town would not be a happy place today. But right now, well, they are cutting this up. There was another team of yours, I'll say quickly, I, I was pulling hard for because I can't stand Kansas City either. So, uh, damn it, I was hoping uh, uh, that uh, the Vikings would pull that one out. But, yeah. uh you know, they don't look as good this year. Kansas City, they keep sort of barely winning. All right. So I'm hoping that means that maybe they're they're about to fall. That's if, my hope. If the Twins keep going, I'm going to have I'm going to have you on speed dial through the rest of October. The Twins keep going here. I want you in because you you and I both know baseball pretty well and are big fans. And so I'm I might just have you on for a baseball day at some point here. I'll just come on. I'll be the new Twins analyst on your. Uh, you know, just on on your show. Right. I love to, man. You know, I love to talk baseball. The other stuff that we have to talk about now yeah. is very necessary to talk about, yet a little bit more depressing. Yeah, and 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 let's let's get into this. First of all, um, this attack by Hamas is just—it's disturbing. It's despicable. It is ugly. I mean, just at the one at the music festival, they killed 260 people there. I mean, it yeah. just—it's it, you know, it, to a point. I I also. I'm of the mindset is how this is Hamas. I mean, they, they've not, how do they get the tactical advantage to be able to do a strike like this? Well, I mean, it seems to me that, that first of all, as we know, um, the problem with right-wing governments is they're right-wing governments. They think they know everything. They're ideologues by nature, so they can never be wrong. And they do lots of stupid things. I, I, I would say to you, think George W. Bush in Iraq after we were attacked uh, by Al Qaeda. And so, uh, you know, it seems like that they're such extremists and they so wanted to push Israeli settlements out into the West Bank and all these, you know, and other you know, places up north that they had a lot of their troops and everybody up north. And they'd been told Netanyahu and his crew of criminals had been told by the IDF and others, we are susceptible to an attack from the south. Clearly, Iran saw this. Iran worked with them, apparently, which makes me think Iran we could see Iran getting bombed soon. And I'm not saying I'm hoping for that, but if they were involved, you can expect that, that, that Israel will do that. And, and you know, the thing is, is they, so they left the South susceptible to all of this. And they, you know, and, and I mean, I don't know what their, the hell their intelligence has been doing, but by God, what it, I mean, again, it's up there with 9-11 in terms of the kind of intelligence failure. Um, but it, it doesn't change the fact that, that you know, Whatever Netanyahu's government, what they've done to Gazan civilians, which I condemn all this time and say is disgusting, this right-wing Israeli government, it doesn't, when I see these people try to make, say, well, Israel deserved it. Civilians never deserve it. And there's nothing that gets me angrier than that. When I see people say stuff like that in the United States, I'm like, well, then I guess when Trump was our president, you should have been massacred. Mm -hmm. Because we had a right-wing lunatic. You know, 
Civilians never deserve to be raped, to have their kids murdered in front of them, to be kidnapped. I mean, and what, what the, these barbarians did, Hamas in the South, you know, I hope every single damn one of them, I'd say worse things if we weren't on, on if I wouldn't get you fined, will be wiped from this earth. What? Because they're, they're, they're not human, they're scum. And it's the same thing for the Azerbaijanis who've done the same to Armenian civilians. It's the same with the Russians who've done the same thing to, to civilians in, in Ukraine. You know, it, it's like we're fight, again stuck in this place where the, the old pre-World War II order of authoritarianism and eugenics and, and hatred, tribal hatred, is, is trying to sort of throw out the post-World War II order of the world, trying to head towards democracy and working together. It's fighting back. I mean, we're going to have to stop all these guys because they're all allies. And by the way, maybe Donald Trump shouldn't have shared, uh, uh, you know, Israeli secrets with Lavrov and Sisliak in the Oval Office. Maybe Donald Trump shouldn't have tweeted out uh, a classified image that we had of, of an Iranian uh, rocket site. Maybe Donald Trump should have left his, his uh, you know, boxes and boxes of stuff, including stuff on Israel and Iran and his crapper for anybody to go and get a hold of. I have to believe with, with his big mouth and the way he stored secrets, sold them, done God knows. I don't know that for a fact, but would you put it past him? Well, and um, if, if I know, can if I can jump in there, and just one of the things that Peterville pointed out is that clearly Iranians helped Hamas here. But it's, it's what one person said is like the Iranians didn't have the, the technical capabilities to, to understand how to neutralize the Iron Dome. That came from probably the Russians, who are close allies of the yep. Iranians. Well, where did the Russians get it? Well, and, and and that's and that's pretty much you know that's what you're looking at. A lot of people are thinking that there's a there's a high likelihood that the Russians might have gotten this from someone who I don't know was trying to be best buddies with Vladimir Putin. Well, we know of one. You know, look, we know how he stored classified secrets. He's been indicted for it. Yes. Right. We know that recently he's telling some Australian billionaire about the capabilities of our nuclear submarines how close did he get to russian submarines without without the russians knowing we know that even when he was first elected he was holding up you know in these parties in mar-a-lago you know all sorts of sensitive documents to try to impress his dinner guests and you know worst of all of course we know for a fact that an israeli op inside of isis ended up being completely undermined by him to the point where he he shared enough with lavrov and sisliak and they were worried enough the Israelis were, that they pulled their guy who was deeply embedded in ISIS out. So if we know he did it that time, and we know all the other ways he handled classified info, and we know he's a complete loser scumbag who sold anything for anything, you know, anything for, that he can in his life, right? He's hawked anything like some, some low-grade huckster. Does anybody think he wouldn't sell this stuff? This was always the worry when he was president, is that these secrets have value. And I'm sorry, I don't know, again, I don't know. What I do know is there's a whole lot of smoke there if there isn't fire. And, uh, I mean, just amazing to see every one of these right-wing chuckleheads, the same ones who, of course, attacked our capital and tried to pull, pull off murdering Pence and Pelosi and all, you know, all the, you know, are the ones screaming and yelling about how somehow it's Biden's fault. Because apparently it's really difficult for these stupid people to understand that when you put $6 billion in a, in a uh, Qatari bank, uh, for humanity, humanitarian needs like food, and, and you actually monitor it, and you know that none of it's been spent yet, it can't be spent on terrorists. Exactly, and and they're it's trying to make difficult. and they're trying to make this argument. Well, that money frees up other money. It's like okay, then you don't understand what this money was for because there was no money for this in in the past. I mean, this is was designated for humanitarian aid, and they it, it's it's the you know, you know that it's so it, it's, it's a completely red flag. 
When does it free up? Iran is the whole reason the money was there for humanitarian aid is because Iran isn't giving their own people humanitarian exactly. aid. Exactly. Do we think Iran is suddenly like, oh, well, now they're giving us six billion to feed and take care of all the people we obviously care about, and we're going to take care of now. We can use that money on Hamas. And it's the stupidest argument in the world. It's a brutal dictatorship, obviously, who doesn't take care of its own people and doesn't care if they starve, doesn't care if they have health care. No $6 billion was being was being put somewhere so they're like, oh, well, now we can use the money differently. That's just stupid. But the right wing is stupid. As the right wing is stupid, you know, in, in with Hamas, as the right wing is stupid with Putin, as the right wing is stupid with Erdogan and Aliyev and this whole, you know, rogues gallery of dictators and murderers who are all pals. Well, and it, and it should be noticed. Did you see the video from this weekend of apparently the, the, the Iranian government tried to unfurl a Palestinian flag at an Iranian soccer match and the fans didn't want anything to do with it? And I thought this is a really interesting point because they clearly there's a lot of people in Iran who don't want anything to do with Palestine or Hamas, that a lot of this is coming from the Iranian government. But to see such an open, openly hostile take to the Iranian stance towards the Palestinians, you know, it, there's nothing, nothing is ever black and white, cut and dry. It's just not. And I think we have to understand that this is, this is, there are, there are people that are working in all these countries to basically attack Israel, basically try to undermine, as you said, trying to turn back the time to a pre-World War II uh, mentality. But I, I, you know, it is, it's like I said, it's, it's kind of one of those things where this is just a very complicated thing. And, you know, it's this idea of we'll just go bomb Iran. He's like, what are you guys talking about at this point? Right. Listen, I promise you my sympathy for God and civilians which is the same as it is for any other, for other civilians around the world who are attacked and murdered, is, is, is far, far deeper than that in Iran, where the people, and again, not, I'm not talking about regular people in Iran, because again, as you said, that soccer game, that was great. They've made it clear. They don't, they don't want a, these brutal dictators speaking for them. They don't want that. And so, God, let's not, hurt, let's not murder innocent Iranians any more than innocent anybody else. But when they try to hide behind this and pretend the Palestinian cause is theirs, none of these guys care. None of these guys have put, they've got all oil money. They've never put any of it into taking care of the Palestinians. They've never done a damn thing. It is a simple demagogic issue that they use so that they can go and attack Israel. That is what it is about, or attack America, or attack the West in general. They couldn't give two dams about the Palestinians. So, you know, that's the thing. Don't make that mistake. Okay, Netanyahu is a horrible person. The people around him are horrible people. They're war criminals themselves. And when they attack civilians, I speak out against them. What Hamas did was atrocious, was evil, and, and the government of Iran supported it. And they're the ones who should pay the damn price for it, not the people of Iran. The you talked about stupid. Let's talk about the House GOP because I mean, as we can talk about the the collapse of the McCarthy speakership last week, the fact that they they don't have they are rudderless. Sh- once again, I have no problem with the U.S. military holding up military aid because I mean, once again, I have no problem with the U.S. military going in there and helping out Israel as try, trying to beat back Hamas at this point. After considering thousand over a thousand people are dead at this point, yeah, you know I, the case. But we clearly because of Republicans, we are in a weakened position. They cannot pass any kind of aid or help to Israel right now. The, the military has been compromised by Tuberville and his his social uh, issues crusade, crusade. Let's talk a little bit about this because this has really kind of screwed things up. We, we can't function nearly as well as we usually do because of rep- Republican ineptitude. 
Yeah, and every other one of them should be held responsible because they can put a stop to this. So when Ted Cruz is running for re-election in Texas and Rick Scott in Florida, just to think of two places where there are large Jewish populations, you know, they should, people should be reminded every day that, that Tommy Tuber, Tuberville enabled the mur- mass murder of Jews. Because in the end, he's made it so that we can't do anything. Our, our military can't operate as they need to right now. He, he's still blocking this thing, and one wonders at any point whether he's blocking it out of the fact that he's the stupidest man alive or just for the fact that maybe he's compromised, because so many, so many uh, uh, of the Republicans are, then Rand Paul, in, in almost side-by-side tag team, won't let us put diplomats in key positions, has been blocking that. We have no ambassador to Israel because of Rand Paul, and, and Rand Paul's a guy that John McCain, the late John McCain, once called the senator from the Kremlin on the floor, an errand boy who ran a message from Trump to the Russians, among um, uh, so many other connections. To the Russians, I mean, if he's not compromised, seriously, I would bet anything that I own on the fact that he's compromised. Mm. I mean, his, 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 what was it, his, his ne- nephew-in-law, the one Jesse Benton was the one who was put in prison, who was his former campaign manager and chief of staff, married Ron Paul's granddaughter, you know, was the one who was, who was funneling Russian money to Donald Trump in 2016 and, and went to prison for, what, 11 or 12 years because of it? I mean... And he's blocking our, our, dipl- our diplomats. So we don't have the military in place. We don't have the diplomats in place. And we don't have a functioning house. The only person who could get briefings on what's going on, uh, classified briefings, was Hakeem Jeffries. Because there's no Republican leader who's on the, on the level where they can. So I'd, I'd say that if there's any sane Republicans left, either vote for Hakeem Jeffries for Speaker or get together with us and have one of your few, I know there's very few of them, semi-sane people become Speaker so we can actually function as a country and a democracy well and you bring that up i mean the two leaders right now for the new speakership are two far-right people you got jim jordan who is by far an extreme far-right i mean he the only reason he's not part of that MAGA crowd is he realizes he has aspirations to try to be the speaker or in leadership and he can't have that you know necessarily and then you have steve scalise who basically himself is or is also an extreme far-right candidate uh, you know, and which once again, either one of these guys is going to stymie up the works and prevent things from getting done. Y- y- you know, Jim Jordan seems to be the choice of, of of Trump as well as multiple other people. You, of course, have extensive knowledge of Jim Jordan from Ohio. He is truly a horrible, horrible human being. I, I mean, honestly, when you rate sort of the, the, any rating of the most despicable, useless piles of human flesh would include Jim Jordan. He's a useless, if he were to disappear from, and I'm not advocating violence, to be clear, but he, he, he's left nothing but carnage in his wake. He's an idiot. He ignored sexual assault in the cases of the thousands while he's at Ohio State. This isn't me talking, by the way. This is a referee, a former coach who worked alongside him, and at least half a dozen wrestlers who claimed he absolutely knew what was going on. He's human scum, and he was involved in, in, in planning and supporting the insurrection on January 6th, for which he hasn't been held to account, among many other things. And then you get Steve Scalise, the guy who 20 years ago was going to white nationalist conferences referring to himself as, quote, David Duke without the baggage, unquote. Who, you know, he, he, that, that in the Republican Party is what serves as the more moderate choice, who also supported the insurrection. Is also, I mean, these two characters, neither of them are fit, honestly, to be in government. They're not fit to clean toilets, all right? They're certainly not fit to be people that, that, that run the House. So, please, I mean, if any of these Republicans, any of them, are genuine, 
who claim to be more center-right than non-MAGA group of them, the 20 to 30 of them, then they'll show it. And they'll show they care more about this country than they, than they do about selfish aspirations and, and their stupid cult of a party. And they'll get together with Democrats, and, and even if it's one of them, they'll elect somebody that chooses to actually govern. Tuberville. Uh, this is actually now a big problem because now the military's weakness has been exposed because we don't have our leadership positions filled. This is Tommy Tuberville because, once again, he doesn't want to have uh, the military people to have the rights to be able to choose whether or not they have an abortion. He wants it to be illegal uh, in all military bases, and until that happens, he's not going to do anything here. I'm at the point where we start thinking about pulling all the military bases out of Alabama, which will cost them, you know, probably a million jobs. Uh, But at the same time, I say we pull all the military bases out of Alabama. I mean, if he's not going to be on the side of the military, well, then the military shouldn't be on the side of his state. And, And I have a feeling that would wake him up to the reality that maybe he shouldn't be picking this fight. Well, I mean, again, and this is the only area where I'd say, you know, Democrats have gotten better and better, but we still fail when it comes to these people that do things that are just unimaginable. You know what I mean? We still don't seem to be able to grasp when they behave like that, that the only thing people like that understand is, is a, a metaphorical punch in the face, because that's the only thing bullies ever understand. And I saw where Biden in the past, it maybe was because of that, chose to not put new military bases in Alabama. He chose somewhere else instead, I don't remember, and that just set Tuberville off. So you're right. Want to set him off more? Pull the ones there that are out. I mean, there are levers we can pull. If we really want, I mean, again, these, this is extreme type reactions, but we're in an extreme situation here. He is massively harming our national security. He's putting our allies' lives at risk, probably getting people killed, literally. I mean, again, if, if the Republicans won't, won't you know, stand up and have the slightest ounce of courage and deal with them themselves, then we should deal with them every way we can. Yeah, I agree with you. If whole... that means we have to pull bases, pull bases out. If there's other levers of power... Use those against them. Whatever the hell you can do, do it. Uh, if you would like more on this, and obviously I'm presuming you're going to have a lot of content coming out this week on the YouTube channel, correct? Absolutely. We have a video that probably, not, no, probably in a half hour comes out that's going to uh, interview with a reporter who was, lives in Israel, is on the ground, and we talk about some of these things from the evil of Hamas to the evil of MAGA republicanism and more. So, um and many more like that will be coming. All right. It's the Blue Amp Channel with Cliff Schechter at C. Schechter. At C. Schechter. I'll link to all this a little bit later on. Subscribe there. He's got 28. Let's get him up to 30,000 subscribers. That's He's at 28.7 right now. We, what's that? getting close. Yeah, Come on. We, join us. <laughs> you, join, you should. You'll be smarter for doing this. It is, it is good stuff from Cliff and the crew. So Blue Amp Channel with Cliff Schechter at C. Schechter on YouTube. I'll link to that all later on. Uh, Cliff, uh, obviously we'll stay in touch and hopefully, hopefully things get calmed down and we can just go talk baseball before too much longer as well. Okay. Uh, God, I hope so. That would be great for the world. It would be, it would be. Um, well, thank you so much for having me on buddy. I appreciate it always. And always you make my show better. Cliff Schechter, everybody. Let's take a break. Come on back. 952-946-6205. 952-946-6205. Take a break. Come on back. A lot to get to today. It's the Matt McNeil show right here on AM 950.